one. Oh yeah. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am And I'm having a hard time keeping these cowboys down. Can I get two claps of the red flag? Two claps and a red flag. As you can see, it is I, Will Skywalker. Still, I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good today. I got on the shades today. I got on the shades. I think y'all know why. I'm not going to tell you my age, but yes, it is. It is my birthday today, and I'm feeling good. My lady done treated me right this morning. I get a chance to talk Dallas Cowboys with you guys on my birthday. One more time. It is I, the Rolex work. Diamond ring work. Kiss stealing. Wheeling dealing. Limousine ride. Jet and I'm having a hard time keeping these cowboys down, ladies and gentlemen. Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. One more time. Yeah, give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Man, I had to bring it in. I had to bring it in like that, y'all. I had to let me put on my, my real clear eye views because I'm feeling good. Today, we get to move on. We get to talk about the cowboys and the Vikings. And at the bottom of this hour, in fact, right off the top rope mm, with an elbow, I'm going to bring you guys. Dallas Morning News beat reporter Michael Gelkin to give us some Cowboys updates. Hey, thank you for the birthday shout outs in the chat. I appreciate that. I do. I'm feeling good. Look, I got my I got my stone cold on. I'm coming through with the Ric Flair. So I'm just feeling good today. Feeling good today, man. But like I said, coming up today, we will talk about the Cowboys defense versus the Vikings offense. And before all of that, we'll get Michael Gelkin in to give us some updates. A lot of things happened yesterday in Cowboys land. Yes, Gelkin is the man. I always, he's probably right up there, one, two, or three with Cowboys news. If I need to know if something's going on, I go to Gelkin's Twitter account, at Gelkin NFL. And he'll be on here in in a few minutes here shortly. So we'll do that. But... How y'all feeling? Y'all know how I'm feeling. I came in with some energy. And people up here trying to guess my, my birth. Now, Mom Dukes, don't give it away. Pops, don't give it away if you're in there. My lady, don't give it away. If you know me, don't give it away. Let them, you know, let them think I'm 47 years old up in here, man. I'm 47 years old. With that said, I told you guys I was coming in right off the top rope with Michael Gelkin coming through. And I believe we have good sir on the phone. Mr. Galkin, are you there? Hey, how you doing? I am good, Michael. Uh, how are you? And and everyone, please welcome 
Michael Gelkin, to the show, Cowboys beat reporter of the Dallas Morning News. Good morning, good sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us, man. And I said I'm coming right off the top rope, and I'm coming right off the top rope with the question, man. And I think everybody wants to know about one Dak Prescott, right? He kind of joked about the media, to the media, about not giving us something to talk about. And uh, if he did an interview yesterday, there will be nothing to talk about for the rest of the week. What's the temperament around the team, Michael, with Dak and his calf injury heading into week seven? Yeah, there's a lot of optimism surrounding the situation. Of course, the Cowboys are going to be mindful of just the nature of calf strains. They're inherently tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Zach Martin speak on Monday just about you know his that he went through last year where it was a Monday of a bye week actually coming off the bye, and um, he uh, sustained it. And then uh, six days later, he played against the Vikings, uh, played every single snap. If you recall, it was his first game, first start in the NFL at, at right tackle. And then on a short week on Thanksgiving against, uh, I'm trying to think of his opponent, but I think it was Washington. Washington. Uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, I think it was his 10th snap. It was on the very first series where, uh, you know, he was engaged with a defensive lineman. And you, know, you think you're okay, but then, you know, suddenly, you know, uh, you're 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 going back and forth with 300 pounds, uh, you know, defensive tackle, and, and suddenly that changes things. And and he, he didn't play the the rest of the season. So, um, I mean, it's kind of uh, you know, honestly, eerie, or ironic. Yeah. But here we are talking about you know coming off of a, of a bye. Uh, we have the Vikings uh, in Minnesota once again with with a prominent Cowboys player uh, dealing with a calf strain, and it looks like as of now, that Dak Prescott will play the game. But, of course, you want to avoid the sort of setback that Zach Martin experienced right. uh, you know, shortly thereafter. So team's going to be really smart with it. Uh, they understand that they're in the driving seat of, of this division, uh, not even close. Uh, I think they're three and a half games up. Um, so they, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be smart with, obviously, their franchise quarterback. But Dak Prescott, he believes that he'll, he'll be ready uh, come Sunday. Now, now, this calf injury is a bit different from – uh, Michael Gallup's correct. That's my understanding. It's also very different what you ask of a quarterback and a receiver to do when dealing with the calf strain. But yeah, it, 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 that calf strain can vary based on the location of, you know, say a tear, or it can it can vary on uh, the, the grade, you know, the severity of it all. So um, yeah, I, I don't believe that these injuries are exactly the same. But certainly their positions aren't exactly the same. Where if, if Michael Gallup uh, was a quarterback and he had the same calf strain calf strain that he experienced in week one, you know, maybe we'd be seeing him uh, practice, uh, you know, for the first time since that injury before uh, his current schedule, which is he will be on the field on Wednesday. Yeah, so they, they'll actually get Michael Gallup back this week for practice, but from my understanding, it's it, he's not activated, right? Can you explain the 21-day window with Michael Gallup right now? Sure, and this, is, this goes for you know, you know for other players on injured reserve and uh, PUP isn't, isn't a whole lot different either. So for if you're an injured reserve and um, you know you, you, you have to miss at least three weeks, uh, well, you know while on injured reserve, and then um, any time after that point under the new rules that really were in effect in 2020 for the first time in terms of uh, you know the, the vast number of times that you can do this during a season as, as a club uh, with different players. Um, you can return to practice. We have a 21-day window, and at any point during those 21 days, you could be activated uh, to the 53-man roster and return to game action 
Um, but you don't need, again, it doesn't need to happen right away. And so I believe it was October 13th where Kelvin Joseph um, had his uh, activation window start. And so uh, he has 21 days to return to the 53-man roster. And if those 21 days expire, he has to miss the rest of the season. Obviously, that's not going to happen with right. Kelvin Joseph. So you can expect him, along with Sean McEwen, to come back either this week or next week uh, to the 53-man roster. And, and that's a decision the Cowboys will make this week. But um, uh, with, with, so with, with Gallup, his 21-day clock, starts, you know, has started, and at some point over the next 21 days, he, he must return to the 53-man roster. Um, he's not going to miss the rest of the season, so that will happen. Um, but it's just a question of when that's going to happen, and given all the missed practice time, given the way the offense is functioning, yep. uh, given, again, the nature of cap strains, I, I would expect him to be a limited participant in practice this week and then have his work gear up uh, next week. Yeah, I was going to ask you, with the way that said Wilson and Noah Brown are producing – when their number is called, do you think the Cowboys take extra precaution uh, with Gallup, or does Gallup even allow that to happen? You know, he's in contract year and whatnot. No, yeah, I mean, we're not. It's not like we're in late December and the Cowboys are you know, two games back in the mm-hmm. division, and it's all hands on deck, and they, you know, it's you know they're playing for their lives. Uh, that's um, you know, with their current situation is a luxury that they've earned, uh, which is they don't need to rush guys back, and the depth of their football team really allows them not to rush guys back. So. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup is, you know, believe me, chomping at the bit to get back out there. Um, you know, he's put a lot of work into this season. You know, we saw someone who, over the course of his NFL career, has been predominantly a, a, a deep threat, a vertical guy, and really take the top off of the defense. But he, he worked this offseason to, to do more in the slot, to, to, to do more after the catch, to show that, you know, the shorter, more intermediate routes, he's an option. And so, um, you know, that work hasn't really been able to you – know, he hasn't been able to really show that yet this season just because the injury came so early. But, you know, believe that he, he's, you know, seen the success that his offense has had. He's happy for his teammates who have had that success, but he's ready to get on the field and just, you know, bring his positive, you know, temperament that he has uh, into, the, into the fold, into the huddle, and obviously into, into games. Now, now, one of the biggest surprises, I think, Michael, of the 2021 season is the play of backup tackle Terrence Steele uh, in the five games that Collins has been out. But Lyle Collins returns this week, and now we're not really sure what's going to happen. But what do you think they will do with Lyle? Does he slide right back in the right tackle? And what does it mean for that group to get him back? Yeah, I think we'll have a better feel on that exactly on, on Wednesday. But, I mean, in my view, if you get a player of Lyle Collins' regard, back into the fold and yes he's missed you know practice time a five week suspension you know he's not allowed to practice during that period but he's still been in meetings he's been engaged in most of the strength and conditioning work uh, you know, he's 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 been around um i would feel pretty comfortable putting him back in there just because of the player that he is terrence Steele you know, deserves a lot of credit i mean the fact that it's even a conversation speaks to what Steele did in five games i think anyone who watched him, you know, when he first stepped onto the field as an undrafted rookie thrown of the fire in 2020, couldn't imagine a world where a year later we're discussing, you know, whether or not Lyle Collins will get his job back on a right. suspension. Um, but that's, again, a credit to what Steele did this offseason, you know, his strength and conditioning, you know, he's just, he tell he plays with much better play strength. Um, but, I, I mean, Lyle Collins is, you know, one of the best right tackles in the league, in my view, even though, um, you know, this is the first game we're going to have. You know, we'd, we'd have Zach Martin 
and Lyle Collins playing next to each other since 2019. So, you know, given that Collins has missed the entirety of the 2020 season and only one game since then, um, you know, it's, it, he's missed a lot of football. Um, but I, I do think the, the Cowboys are, are, are inclined um, you know, to make the decision this week to, to, to go with Collins, but no one's going to finalize anything, uh, you know, as you and I are talking here on a, on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, yeah. Now switching to the other side of the ball, uh, I think the Cowboys have their biggest test defensively since week two uh, going against the Vikings. Really good passing attack, respected run game, and we, we knew D-Law wasn't going to be ready by then. But I thought Neville Gallimore would be ready for this game. I'm I'm still not really sure what's going on there. Do you know what you know what the news is with, with Gallimore's recovery? Is it worse than we thought? I don't know every specific there. Yeah, the original timetable that we heard would have been consistent with him being back by now. But I mean, it is a, a pretty major injury, and sometimes yeah. those timetables that get reported, even after you're talking to people who have seen the MRI, uh, sometimes the, the timetable that you get is is a little more on the optimistic side because you know obviously. You know, maybe it wasn't as bad as uh, was thought, and then there's belief that, it, you know, it could lead to a return, you know, sooner rather than later. But, you know, then the reality comes, and it's still a major injury, and um, it's it's going to still take some time. You know, I don't think his, you know, his, his, his practice window isn't starting this week. I don't think it'll start next week either. You know, it's, we're still a bit of a road ahead on Neville Gallimore. But that one real takeaway that you can take from all of this, you know, we're talking about, Michael Gallup. We're talking about Sean McEwen being the new number three tight end over Jeremy Sprinkle. We're talking about uh, you know Kelvin Joseph, a talented cornerback, making his NFL debut this you know over the next you know week or two. Uh, we have um, you know Tristan Hill, yeah. whose whose IR windows the PUP window uh, started as well. And so we have you know all these players for a team that you know definitely wants help on the defensive line. And you, you got Tristan Hill, you got Neville Gallimore. Ultimately, at some point, we'll have. At end, Demarcus Lawrence, yep. um, you know, all these pieces, and so as a trade deadline it stands a week away, and, and you look at what the Cowboys could get in terms of help outside of their building, sure, that that's a possibility that you know they, they could get some help theoretically outside their building. But man, inside their building, look at all the help they're about to get, and these guys are, are part of their program already. They're, they're part of meetings. They're, they're you know they they understand the playbook and all that, and so there's real value in where the Cowboys stand today, that they don't necessarily need to part with resources, be a draft pick or player, uh, in order to make a move that they feel upgrades their roster. They can kind of hold Pat and, you know, really deal with already going to be a difficult slew of decisions, which is making room for some of these guys yep. coming back from IR and PUP. Yep, exactly. I mean, you're getting some talented guys that come back on this defense specifically that already has some playmakers now. I couldn't say that over the years, but now they have a few playmakers. And I think, you know, Diggs obviously doing some historical things, but Randy Gregory's production is right there with them, in my opinion. Uh, who would you say is this def- is this team's defense's uh, MVP? I know the easy thing is Diggs, but but if it is him, give me a reason why. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I've, I, I think given the way that, Turnovers have been such a significant part of the Cowboys' success. And, you know, I think it really masked some of the deficiencies that have been there. I mean, the Cowboys have one heck of a streak going of of, of forcing multiple takeaways a game that gets back to last season. And if if not for that streak continuing throughout these first six games, you know, I think the conversation that we're having about this defense is, is a bit different. And I think over the course of this season, it's possible that our conversation about this defense will be different. 
should those turnover, uh, you know, surge, should this turnover surge dry up? Um, in the meantime, it hasn't, in, in large part because of number seven. So uh, Trayvon Diggs has just been phenomenal. Um, you know, what he does, you know, essentially as a receiver uh, with the ball in the air, the way he attacks the football, the way he can run routes, you know, like he did with Keenan Allen and kind of finishes a, a guy's route for him and, and, and gets the ball. And it, it and just back in you know, field position is such a huge part of the difference between this season and last year. And, and turnovers are obviously with short fields a critical component to that. Um, but, yeah, Trayvon Diggs would have to be the defensive MVP on, on the Cowboys today because he's arguably the defensive, defensive MVP for the entire mm-hmm. league. Yeah. That, that, that said, uh, Randy Gregory, I'm glad you mentioned him because um, you know, he misses the week two game at Chargers with COVID-19 and then comes back against the Eagles, draws you know, three holding penalties, which which are huge and often gets overlooked. But he draws three holding yeah. penalties that game, and he, and, he, and he thinks to himself, man, holdings are great, and I get it, but, you know, stats matter, especially in the contract here. Uh, stats matter. And then the very next week, uh, bam, he gets two sacks. And then uh, the following week against the Giants, he's relentless. He's, I mean, he must have gotten eight, nine, ten pressures on the quarterback. And, and the very final one that he got – um, it looked like the quarterback's internal clock um, kind of might have been speeding up a bit given the cumulative effect of all of Gregory's pressures. And then, uh, you know, he, he makes a pass, and, and there's Anthony Brown in pick six. And so the game ends at AT&T Stadium. And then, you know, go back to this past most recent game uh, against the Patriots, and it's, it's, it's two sacks once again uh, for the second time in three weeks. And then it's also a holding penalty that he draws to negate a, a long touchdown in the second quarter that would have put the Cowboys back 21-7. Instead, uh, he gets the holding penalty, very next play to strip sack, and then the offense gets a field goal. So instead of being down 21-7, to you're down 14-10, a 10-point swing. Uh, again, you really can't say enough again about, about Randy Gregory, what he's done, what he's overcome. Yeah, I think he's he's right there. Diggs just has the, the obviously the highlight plays, the interceptions, the touchdowns. So, but but Randy Gregory to me is the second best uh, defensive player on this team this year. But hey, Michael, I appreciate you joining me today, real quick uh, this morning, giving us the updates, man. And I look forward to speaking to you again, buddy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yep, have a good one. That was Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News joining us today. Give him a round of applause. A round of applause. Always like talking to Michael. He, he responds, uh, and he gives great updates, in my opinion, on the Dallas Cowboys. But we're back. We're back. Fresh face said, Randy Gregory is such a dog. He is. He's a dog. And I know the question might have been kind of a low-hanging fruit question, but I really wanted – I was interested. I'm interested to see what you guys got to say, too, uh, in regards to that, because Diggs has the interceptions, right? Diggs, Diggs has the touchdown, so it's real easy. But Randy's impact, I think, is being felt in a different way, not just with the sacks, but with the pressures, with forcing quarterbacks to come off their reads quicker. And, and, and I think some of those pressures lead to the interceptions. It's a chicken and egg conversation. Uh, but I love it. Absolutely love it, man. Absolutely love it. But we are back. I, I think that was great. We had the – that was basically the morning roundup. And before I let – me, let, me, let me pay some bills real quick. Let me go ahead and actually talk about that – Real quick, that was the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, your solution for fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening, toning up, 
sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor and head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we switched it up a little bit. Usually the morning roundup is me talking about the news and whatnot, but I figured, hey, why not bring on someone who literally covers the news, is down there at the star, interviews the players, interviews the coaches, um, and has a little bit of uh, behind-the-scenes knowledge of what's going on. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, And later this week, we have another guest when we talk about the Cowboys' offense against the Vikings' defense. So stay tuned for that. If you'd like to call in, You can 351-999-3787 is the hotline, the Pulse of the Nation hotline, 351-999-3787. We are going to talk about today the Cowboys offense against the Vikings defense. I'm sorry, switching that. Cowboys defense against the Vikings offense. Later, we'll do the, the opposite. And I wanted to start with... Cowboys offense, I'm uh, sorry, the Cowboys defense against their offense because that to me, to me, this week could be the biggest test. And I, I talked about it with Mr. Gelkin there. The biggest test since week two. Week two, you had Herbert, Eckler, talented tight ends. You had uh, the receivers, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, right? Jalen Guyton's a fast guy. Since then, you really haven't had that kind of matchup. And it's very fascinating because the Vikings have a solid run game and a solid pass game. I would say a little bit more than solid on the ground, but their their offensive lines is is shaky. And we'll get into those details. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it on today's show. Uh, thank you, Stevie Mac, for dropping the cash app and the PayPal in the chat. Appreciate you, dog. All right, let's hit the phone lines. We got 252 on the line. What's up, 252? What's up, What's going on, Scott? Keystone checking in. What up, Keystone? Everything's everything, man. Do me a Happy favor, quick, brother. You, turn, turn, thank you, bro. Turn down your radio a little bit. Are you? Is it too loud now? Uh, we should be. We're good now. We good, bro. Yeah. What I was calling in because you know a lot of people talking about how our run defense has been a little bit suspect because. If you look at Damian Harris the week before, he had banged up ribs and he rushed for over 100 yards. That's something that you might want to look at. And I'm not throwing names or throw players out there, but it's time to start getting deeper into Leighton Vanderesh because. Oh, he's been on the high Him in that middle. Yeah, yeah, I know, because him in that middle. But I've seen him with some tackles that led to some pretty good runs. And that's what they kind of suspect. But also, what I want to say is. The Vikings defense ain't been tested either because they ain't facing no offensive line like we do. No offense to Everson Griffin and all of them coming back, but we got to expose their run D and see what they can do because I still believe we got the best for two points in the league. Yeah, I say this, I feel like every week when we go up against one of these defenses, and when we talk about this probably tomorrow, uh, the, the Vikings defense, I always say this. Yeah, this is a good defense, but they haven't seen this kind of offense yet. So we'll definitely dive into all those details tomorrow, but we're damn sure going to test them. In fact, we're going to be their biggest test, I think, of the entire season. Yeah, could this be Carolina 2.0? 
You know how they used to hype them up? It could be. It could be, especially since their best corner, Patrick Peterson, is not going to play. But we'll, we'll get into that. Exactly. Yeah. Who's going to stop CD? This should be another big game for CD Lamb. I mean, I mean, granted, we know last year their defense was a little bit different because injuries, but we saw what Andy Dalton did last year. But, but again, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to say this is the same team. It's not. I get it. It's not. Yeah. And another thing too is, you know, we look at Dalvin Cook. Yes, you got to respect him. Yes, you do. Not only he can run, he can catch in the back. And I can see them trying to test us in the screen game because of the fact that. He's known to be a little bit exposed in the screen game, but I ain't seen too many of them do too much of the screen this year. So They'll try it, though. Said, They'll try it. When I get to my notes, I'll, yeah, I'll get they did, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, they can run the screen with him and Madison. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I was saying to myself, we got we to gotta plug in those gaps. We got to make sure he don't breathe with nothing. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. But I ain't going to take too much of your time because I know everybody else got to get their shine on, too. You know what I mean? But I definitely appreciate the time, Sky. And I'm going to let y'all go ahead and do your thing. One love. Appreciate you, Keystone, as always, man. Yeah, let's get 757. 717, baby, I know. Salute to you. Yes, get it. 757, what you got for the show? Hey, what's up, Sky? What's good with you today? Man, I'm doing wonderful, brother. Yeah, me too. Birthday, my birthday day, so I'm just you know doing my day. Hold on, it's your birthday too. Yes, sir. Oh man, I'm your birthday twin, dog. Let's get it, man. Scorpio gang oh, in the building. What's oh, up? Oh, okay. Oh no, I'll make it quick. <laughs> all, they, all they really gotta do is stop the run, man. Because like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm. That's all we gotta do, man. Stop the run, man, and just uh, control the game. Score when we got the ball. Take, uh, take advantage of. We get, that's it. I'm more scared of teams that can run the ball, like Tennessee, whatever. So that's all. We have, that's all we really got to do, man. Stop the run, man. We'll be all right. It's yeah, it's gonna be that whole. Yeah, a lot. It. A lot of their offense is predicated off of that run. They they don't like to spread you out exactly. too much. Exactly. So that's all we got to do, man. Just defense, stay stay focused. Stop the run. Get up and just and just. That's it. Yep. That's it. Because I feel like they can't start they, – their defense can't stop our offense. Like you said, that, that, this is going to be their biggest test. And I, I believe we're, we're, we're so balanced, and they'll make us so good. So Very balanced. As long as we start to run, Dalvin Cook – if we keep – Dalvin Cook can't go for 150 yards and they can do whatever they want to do. That's 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 the only that's the only thing I'm scared of, man, that run game. Yeah, I the, really am. Yeah, the run well, game is going to be the one we, we should be good. Yeah, we should be good, though. God was and that's it. That's all I got to say. All right, my brother. Appreciate you calling in. All right. Yeah, let's get into it. I see you got, we got some that are still coming in here, 351-999-3787. I'll get to you guys in a second. But let's get into the Vikings offense and talk about some of the things they like to do. And we'll start off with some of the basics, man. Their offensive coordinator this year is Clint Kubiak, son of Gary Kubiak. So this is still a Kubiak-style offense he's been grooming to call this to be an offensive coordinator his whole life under Gary Kubiak if you don't know who he is you should he is one of the I won't say innovators but pioneers of that zone blocking scheme that they still continue to run in Minnesota Um, and Clint has this offense playing decent they're 15th in the league in scoring 24 and a half points per game 
Uh, but if you look at four of their six games, they're averaging 30 points per game. The other two, they scored seven and 19 points. Uh, struggled against the Lions, and the Cleveland Browns absolutely terrified them and shut them down. And we'll get into some of their film today, too. Uh, they're eighth in the league in NFL red zone, scoring at 66%. And a lot of that has to do with the run game, right? Madison and Cook, or Matson and Cook, and, and the play action. They are, how can I put this? Because it's interesting. Their running game isn't elite, but it's respectable. They're eighth in the league in rush yards per game with over 120, but they're 11th in the league in rush yards per attempt. And I think a lot of that has to do with their suspect offensive line. When we get to the O-line, you'll, you'll hear what I have to say about them. I'll say it now. Their offensive line, to me, is hidden with the scheme, in, in my opinion. The scheme hides their issues. And you'll see those issues creep up later in the film. In the passing game, they're hidden with Kirk Cousins' quick release. He's not sacked often, but he's pressured. He can be pressured. Now, back to the running game, we're talking about Dalvin Cook, right? Dalvin Cook is, you know, he's an elite back. Quick, explosive, strong. You're not going to arm tackle Dalvin Cook. Don't even attempt to arm tackle Dalvin Cook. They absolutely love that stretch zone. That's their staple is the stretch zone, and what they do off of it is that play action you just saw. They love to do that play action. So every week, this is a team that's going to try to get you, get the run game involved. That is their main thing. That is their identity. It's not a lip service. Okay, they love that little wham block with the tight end coming across. And we knew we saw last week, right, against the Pats. That wham block, that counter trade that right up the middle gave the Cowboys trouble. So expect to see that. Expect to see that. As in regards to Kirk Cousins, uh, Kirk Cousins. So here's the thing about Kirk Cousins. I make fun of Kirk Cousins. We all make fun of Kirk Cousins. At the end of the day. Kirk Cousins can make the throws. Kirk Cousins is an adequate quarterback. You absolutely need to pressure Kirk. You don't want him back there comfortable, right? Because he can make, he can deliver. But when he's pressured, boy, does he become the Kirk Cousins we like to make fun of. Now, this year, he's having a decent year. 13 touchdowns, two interceptions, completing about 70% of his passes. So, you know, not a bad quarterback, Anybody that's not hating or being unrealistic will not come on here and say Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. He's not. He's a very serviceable quarterback that can get this offense moving. Um, but he can do that. He can do that. That, that, that play, I, I said it on Twitter. They love that play-action play going one way. The boot and Kurt will set and throw the on the other side of the field. Now, he's always clean, but can he get it there? I think you might see Trevon Diggs in position again. I think you're going to see him have some opportunities this week to assert himself and continue that streak. I know it's kind of easy to say that now, but these guys have two wide receivers that he's going to target a lot. And we know them, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Both are top of the league right now, top 20 in yards, receptions, whatever you want to say it, man. Adam Thielen is super underrated in my opinion. Very good hands. Can, can create separation with the best of them. And then Justin Jefferson is just a stud, right? He's just a stud. But the Browns, if you go back and watch that Browns game, they did a hell of a job pressuring Kirk Cousins. They sent an extra defender constantly 
at Kirk, Kirk Cousins and their offensive line, like we talked about, could not deal with that interior pressure, that quickness from uh, they moved they moved Clowney inside a lot. So I think Randy Gregory, Michael Parsons, Oso Digizua, this game, they could really get going in this game if Dan Quinn, the mad scientist, does a lot of things up front. They, they just don't have a good interior. And I don't think anyone on that team can block Randy off the edge. So I think the Cowboys can can really get some things going against this against Kirk, Kirk Cousins' passing uh, offense. But it will start with stopping Dalvin Cook. We're all aware it will start with stop, stopping Dalvin Cook. The most underrated guy in this offense, though, K.J. Osborne. Has over 300 uh, receiving yards, about three touchdowns. Caught the game winner against the Panthers two weeks ago or last week. And... To me, he's one of the he's one of the most productive number three wide receivers, not named well, one of the most productive wide receivers, not named Diggs when they had Diggs, Jefferson, or Thielen. He's already surpassed all the production from all those other guys. So keep an eye on KJ Osborne. If he beats you, you just deal with it though, right? You just deal with it. So that is the Minnesota Vikings offense from the games I watched, whether the Panthers and the Cleveland Browns. I wanted to watch those games because the Browns have a solid defense, a lot of talent, and they shut them down. I wanted to see how. And I wanted to watch that Panthers game because they were very successful both on the ground and in the air. But they struggled a little bit with the Panthers. They struggled, and they took it to overtime. So it'll be an interesting matchup, and I'm excited to see it and talk about it some more here. All right, we're going to hop back to the phone lines. 210, you are live. What it is, what it do. What's up, Sky? Happy birthday, man. Thank you, good brother. How are you? Hey, man. I just want to give a quick shout-out real quick to my mom. She uh, passed away in August. This COVID. Ah, Her birthday is also today. Wow. My condolences, man. Happy birthday to Mom Dukes, though. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, real quick. um, uh, So, with with Thielen and, and Jefferson, Diggs, who do you think he covers? And do you do you double on the other one, like with the safety help over the top or something? Uh, I would, I would do something like that. So here's, I wouldn't have Diggs follow anybody because both Thielen and Jefferson are good. They're that good, and they're not guys that are burners. I, I feel like the, I feel like Diggs can match up well with both of them. In week one, you had Diggs follow Mike Evans because you. Antonio Brown's a different style of receiver. You weren't going to have him follow Antonio Brown. He's quick, shifty, speed guy, quick guy. And I'm not saying Diggs can't cover him, but you don't really want him in the slot. Or, or And no offense to, I'm not saying Diggs can't, but A.B. against A.B. was the matchup that they wanted to exploit, right? You didn't really want to see yeah. A.B. on Evans either. So this could be one of those games where it doesn't really matter where you put Diggs. If I'm Kirk Cousins, if I'm Minnesota Vikings, I'm going at number 30. And that's where we are going to find out just how real Anthony Brown is this year. Because if you remember, my my good brother, he got torched last year against his Vikings team. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also, I mean, we all know they got, do they still got Irv Smith, the tight end? He's he's injured. So so they're tight end. No okay. more Kyle Rudolph, no Irv, no Irv Smith. So their tight end game is a little suspect now. Okay, and then we know about Dalvin Cook as well. So yep. uh, I just wanna I just wanna see two things happen from last year. One, I wanna see Donovan Wilson lay the wood again on Dalvin Cook, 
and then two, I want to see C.D. Lamb do that using one-handed catch that, I don't know, remember the end zone one? That was sweet. We could see that again. That would be nice. And Good. then, of course, a Cowboys victory. So, Indeed, man. Hey, appreciate the call, good brother. Yes, sir, man. Happy birthday again. Take Thank you, sir. Easy. Happy birthday to Mom Dukes, too, yes, man. Sir. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But, Let's get 713. 713, what it is, what it do. Hey, good morning, man. Good morning, man. Scorpio brother. Scorpio um, brother. November 8th, baby. Hey, uh, so this is my thing. Just hear me out for a second. I want to get your opinion out. Yep. Um, I don't see every single game that we've played to me has been a learning experience in a different realm. First game was obviously the, the, the that, that's pretty much the penultimate short of maybe the coach, depending on how you feel about it. So we had the Chargers with the, with the, uh, with the that passing game. So that, that really tested out how our secondary could play. Right. The Eagles kind of doesn't count, if you will, but it showed that we were able to contain a mobile quarterback, right? Sure. Then uh, with the, 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 um, the Patriots, that's the test of the ultimate coaching. So test of your ability to make adjustments from there. So, so, so the reason why I said hear me out is because I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous just as anybody is about Dak Prescott. In my opinion, rest Dak Prescott this week. Here's why I'm saying that. Wow. Number one, you only get one, you only get one bye week per year. You need to make sure you're not going to have this two week opportunity where you would only miss one game. So, my thing is the reason why I say rest Dak Prescott. And I don't want to sound like one of those people that's already drinking the Kool-Aid, but we're not going to even learn anything from a victory here. The only thing that we can learn in this game is if we can stop the run. Justin Jefferson is going to be bored, in my opinion. Adam Thielen is going to shine. We'll try to double him up, and K.J. Osborne is going to do what he's going to do. We're going to do it like Kobe. Look, we're going to shut Kobe down. If the rest of the team wants to score, go ahead. So I, I see that being a possibility. What I'm saying is I want to see how our team plays as we have been in adversity. We're down this player. Okay, cool. We ain't got a lot of college there. He still step up. You know what I mean? We, we don't, we're down this. We're down, we're down boss man fat. Okay, we got this curse. We got, we got hooking. We got all, them, all the people. I mean, uh, not people. So let me interject if I can here. You want to rest. If Dak Prescott is healthy, though, you don't rest him, right? No, if he's not, and I like this, this is a, this, I guess a semantics, but if he's not 80% or better, and I know there's nothing that says he's not going to walk in the machine and say, okay, he's 80%, but if he's not very, very, very good to where there's pretty much no concern of a of an injury, because Dak is going to death. Dak is a warrior. You don't really, I mean, he's going to want to be there for his team long term, but if he's caught in the moment, that type of championship drive that he has, he's going to say, to heck with his leg. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what i got to do to win this game because I feel like even though he's a smart player, that competitor and here's in the, the moment thing. is going to happen. Here's the other thing. Again. Here's the other thing. You said you don't believe this is a, uh, I don't want to say measuring stick game, but let's just paraphrase it and say me- measuring stick game. I would disagree. Here's why. I think this is the, the most balanced team in, in regards to talent that the Cowboys will have faced since, what, week two? And Austin Eckler's no Dalvin Cook. But Dalvin Cook and Madison are, are a real legit running threat. 
Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, that that those are real. That's a real passing threat. I think that if you can come out here and you can thwart this offense, to me, that goes a long way moving forward. I think you can learn. That's what you said. I think you can learn about your defense this week. And so my question to you is, and that's my only point, is that the only thing that you're going to learn from this game is the defense. Because, okay, we torched the Vikings. What do we learn there? I mean, you know, but you got to win. Like there's a team in- Right, you, you, but you, you want to win a game, and your best chance to win is to have your best players play. And if Dak Prescott says, I'm good to go, you got to roll him out there. And, and from all accounts, he's fine. Okay, okay. Last question then. Do you believe is, do you believe in a different Kirk Cousins this year? Because when I hear I see Adam Thielen, okay, a little bit of fear. Justin Jefferson, a little bit of fear. Them two together, uh, a significant amount of fear. But then when I throw Kirk Cousins in there, I'm kind of like, okay, I I feel like I can kick back a little bit. In your opinion, are you seeing a different Kirk Cousins this year to be more concerned about? So I wouldn't sleep on him, but I definitely don't fear. He's not the same Tom Brady, the same uh, Aaron Rodgers, the same Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. This is none of those guys. That's why I said at the top of this, he's a very, very competent quarterback that can that can burn you. He can burn you if you don't have a good secondary or a good defense. Uh but I, I, I don't fear Kirk because I, I think the pressure that we have, that the ability to pressure up front, the ability to be multiple up front is going to confuse this front and force Kirk Cousins to get up. When Kirk Cousins has to rush, when Kirk Cousins is pressure, when he has traffic around him, he becomes a very average uh, quarterback. When Kirk Cousins has time, then, yeah, he can get it done. All right, man, I appreciate it, man, for real, man. Thank you. No, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, Kirk Kirk is interesting because I do think he can play, as as Premier says here. Um I I, I don't <laughs> you like that, you know, right? That's Kirk Cousins, right? He, he can't beat the Cowboys, it seems to be only beat him like once in his career, it seems like. But he's weird because if Kirk has time and you don't got a good defense, he will chop you up. He'll chop you up. I, I respect Kirk Cousins. I'm not, I'm not scared of Kirk Cousins. Not even close to I don't put Kirk Cousins in the realm of those Kylers or none of those dudes. None of them. I just want to say, get to him. Don't let him just sit back there. You let him sit back there. This ain't Mike Glennon. This ain't Daniel Jones. Uh, this ain't Jalen Hurts. Ain't those guys. Those guys, ah, whatever. Sam Darnold, ah, whatever. They have the weapons. They have the weaponry. And they have a quarterback that can deliver the ball. Um... I get this switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary season, man. Scary season. Let's get to 610. 610, what it is, what it do? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm great, brother. How are you? I'm all right, man. Happy birthday all the way from Mississippi, man. <laughs> thank you for the birthday shout-out. Hey, chat, thank you for the birthday shout-out. <laughs> I see you guys in there. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, man. No problem. Um, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um. Dealing with the Minnesota Vikings defense, do you think that they would dial up a lot of blitz, um, being optimistic really about Dak's um, cast, and that'll force us to uh, use uh, the uh, two tight end sets to get the ball out a little faster? I, well, I, I'll, I'll start backwards. I think we're going to continue to use the 12 personnel with Michael Gallup out because it's been successful, and you have two tight ends that can legitimately be receiving threats, and you have a guy like Dalton Schultz who is – 
performing better as a blocker. So I think they'll use two tight ends regardless. Uh, but this is mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer. You know, I'm not going to get too into too much detail because tomorrow we'll talk defense, uh, Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. But this is Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer, what he loves to do is try to beat you with four guys on early downs. And then on third down, he's going to send the blitz. So Dak absolutely has to be prepared for it. But I say bring it. You know, Mike, bring it because Dak has been phenomenal against the blitz this year. Uh, and, and we got the weapons t- to beat you with the blitz. But Mike Zimmer, if, if Bill Belichick, was the best defensive mind you're going to go against in the first seven weeks? Mike Zimmer's the second best. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot being said. Mm. Well, man, that's it for my call, man. And uh, I quickly subscribe. And again, Thank happy you. birthday, man. And, and you take care, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. I really do. Uh, uh, no problem, man. Yeah, I, I can't wait to dive into to tomorrow uh, for the defense. In fact, I, I kind of tease who we'll have on here. Uh, Okoye Media, our guy Okoye, part of the roundtable discussion. When it comes to defense, I listen to what he has to say. Uh, he's very he's very good at breaking down the film, uh, very especially when it comes to the defense. So we'll bring a Koye on if, if everything goes well, and um, we'll be talking about the, Cow- the Cowboys' offense against the Vikings' defense tomorrow. That'll be cool. Uh, three seven zero, Mister David Moore. What's up, man? Young Jedi. What's good? <laughs> What's good, man? Good morning. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday. Many more. Thank you. Thank you're, you're, you're legal now. You, you can go to the club and <laughs> Hey, he said I can go buy some drinks. <laughs> yeah, blessings to you. Blessings to you. Thank you. Listen, um, you're giving, I'm not going to say he's shabby, but. Yeah, I know. Like I said, know. He's not, he's not that dude that. No. Even to the point where when he went to Washington, he had a little something, something, but. He's not. He's not nothing to like home about because he's Kirk Cousins, right? You know what I'm saying? And and the thing and the thing about that is, even in terms of Dalvin Cook, he toasted us regardless. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think being that we got Micah, we addressed the run. We addressed. You know, we got those horses up there in front, so they're going to get to the quarterback. So I think uh, Micah more likely will neutralize Dalvin. I don't think he's going to have a big game. But I think he, he, so, he'll, he'll have some impact, but not a big game. So that's, a, that's an interesting point to bring up, and let's talk about it here, chat. M- Micah Parsons, um, there's, there's, a, there's a whole thing out there with him. Where do you put him? Defense and linebacker. We've had this discussion plenty of times here. I don't think you box him into one thing. Uh, I would prefer he be early down linebacker, late down blitzer, or, or rush in, whatever you want to do with him. For this game, at First, when I was on Twitter, a lot of people were like, hey, this is a Michael Parsons rush-in game. But the more I looked at the tape, I'm like, you know what? I think I would rather him be at linebacker this week, again, as my first, second down linebacker, and then on the, the third and longs or the passing downs, you rush him because Dalvin Cook is real, okay? They, they don't really have a great offensive line in regards to running game, but they beat you with scheme. So how do you combat that? You throw the athletes out there, Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, right? You you get those guys that can match that speed and quickness, and that can beat those zones to the, those zone blockings to the spot, and get at Dalvin Cook. So I'm interested to see. You say Micah Parsons can throw them. I'm with you. I think they should they should have Micah Parsons on the field early downs to combat Dalvin Cook. Absolutely, because like even terms of fluctuating with him on D, that, that makes more sense. Don't have him. 
more so, even though D Lord's out, you know, Randy's doing his thing on that other side, but don't have him more so uh pass rushing because therefore if they Great see weakness. it more, they're gonna tilt it. You understand? Mm-hmm. If they see him more at the end, say, Okay, well Michael Parsons is at the end, so we're gonna either go away from him or and, and I guess they even you know, they may even try to attack him. You know what I'm saying? So I would like them to actually move him and, you know, give that boy uh, Jabril Crocs, you know, yeah, give him some bones. So, therefore, you know, and, and, you know, Micah and him, with those young horses there, they could get out there. And then, I, again, I'll say this, Micah at, at linebacker will basically be able to try to contain Dalvin Cook. And I don't, I'm not okay. you know, the receivers, they, they're going to move the chains, but I don't think they're going to be able to – because our offense is going to do its thing, so it's just the point of them keeping up with us. If we if we, we just can't beat ourselves, mm. if they they got to keep up with us. That's what I say. Well, again, thanks, guy, for taking my call, young Jedi. Happy birthday and many more, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Yeah, it's a fascinating discussion, right? Seems like every week. That's why I can't wait for Demarcus Lawrence to come back. Uh, because you don't have to have this discussion. Oh, we got to play Micah at defense. And no. If you play Micah, it's a catch-22. If you play Micah at solely defense and you become susceptible in the run game against teams that actually will force their hand and run the ball, we saw that last week against the Patriots. They said, okay, you want to put Micah at D? We're just going to run right up the middle. LVE hasn't been that guy. Uh, that's not Keanu Nils. Keanu Nils on a mic. He's not a thumper right, right yet. He needs to come down. He needs to be free. He needs to be running free. And if I'm being honest with you, I want to see more Jabril Cox. And somebody mentioned it in there. I think it was uh, Stevie Mack. I, I kind of want to see Luke Gifford. I'm going to keep on bringing it up. They're probably going to be like, Scott, shut up about Luke Gifford, man. Hey, Luke can move, okay? He got some instincts. I'm trying to figure out if you were, okay, you booted Jalen Smith. And I'm I'm cool with that. What's put some pressure on number 55 now, too? All right, put some pressure on number 55. He, he had a good game against the Giants. I said, Can we see this? Can we see this carry on? Can we see it move forward? He played with a, with a chip on his shoulder. I didn't see that last week. And prior to the Giants game, he was very mid, very suspect. I'm just keeping it a bean. I know some people that believe he's having a good year. I don't agree. I think he's having a very mediocre at best year. And if my, my thing with anyone is always, if I have a player in-house, in tow, that I think can be at least what you are, with the potential to be better, I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, My guy Felipe has something interesting to say. He said, I feel like Osa is going to be a problem for the Vikings interior. Yes, he will. Again, go back. You don't even need the All-22 to watch this. Go back and watch the highlights or, or, or if you got the game pass, the regular broadcast view um, against the Browns. They struggled. Whoo, boy. They struggled in the ground. They struggled in the pass de- passing, uh, pass blocking. They struggled mightily against that Browns front seven. They have a good front seven. I think Dallas has a good front seven if, if utilized correctly. Um, someone asked, asked where was... Armstrong, don't believe he's back yet. Could be wrong about that. Y'all let me know. Carlos Watkins returned, but Dorrance Armstrong did not. 
Stephen White says, LVE will stand out. We are still shaping the D. Well, you know, I'm rooting for him because we need him to play good. We need him to play good. Stevie Mac says, Gifford may not be athletic, but he, he's got solid IQ and a high motor. Yeah, just always seems to be around the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean by the instincts. I feel like he he just sees it and goes. And you don't, we saw, right, with Sean Lee, you don't need to be the fastest, the most, most athletic. If you got it up here, you can beat the guy to the spot. It makes it look like you're running 4 4 when you're a 4 7 guy. Uh, 7 1 7. 717, my home. What's up, 717? What it is, what it do? What's good, bro? It's your guy, Sean. <laughs> this is my boy. Brother Brown, Brother hey, Brown. Brother Brown, Brother Brown, man. <laughs> I just wanted to say to Cowboys Nation, man, this is that dude right here, man. I appreciate I've been you, in bro. the den with this guy from day one when he used to blow head gaskets every <laughs> Sunday, man. I still do, yo. <laughs> uh... Great, great insight. Great dude. Just want to say happy birthday. Good Thank luck, you, man. I love you. Thank you, bro. Love Continue you too, bro. on this, this path you're going on. Keep doing what you're doing. Just wanted to show you a little love today, man. Appreciate you, bro. All right. All Take right, it man. easy. I'll holler at you later. Hey, don't get in trouble over there at Zozo's. <laughs> <laughs> All love, bro. All uh, love. I'll get with you after the show, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Oh my bro, I, lo- I love him. I love when the seven one seven fan comes through. That's my bro, Shawnee Mac. Now Stevie Mac, Sean. Uh, two eight one. What it is? What it do? Two eight one. Going once. This Oscar going twice. Hello? Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, hey happy birthday, guy. How Thank you. Doing, man? I- I'm doing wonderful, brother. I'm doing wonderful. Good, good. Well, again, happy birthday, Scorpio, brother. Thank you. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, what you're talking about with the um, the Vikings offense versus the Cowboys defense, I think it comes down to – I think what it always comes down to with the Cowboys is turnovers as well because if you get every game – and it's kind, of, it's kind of crazy to say that, you know, years before this year kind of uh, – well, in, in 2020 as well – we wasn't getting a lot of turnovers historically for the last it decade. Like yeah. we, exactly, and um, now we're getting two a game. So every game this year, we've gotten two at least two a game. So um, this will be a type of um, game to which, hey, if we can get a couple of um, you know takeaways from them and put ourselves in um, good positions in order to um, score on them, I think there'll be a um, you know, uh, more one a dimensional. pretty good game, one dimensional, exactly, because I think it, um, you know, looking at the Patriots game uh, last, well, a couple of weeks ago, um, they tried to run the ball downhill on this, and I think the Vikings are going to try to do the same yes, thing. They will try to run the ball, yeah, downhill with um, their two running backs. So, um, if our linebackers can get off their um, offensive linemen and um, tackle Cook and Madsen, I think um, we have a good shot of, um, you know, controlling them and making them one-dimensional. So uh, I, I do like our chances in this game. I, I, I would love to see them move around Parsons, like you said, as well, and Gregory. And um, I, I, I like it when they put Odita Sewell sometimes at end as well. 
and then kind of move those guys um, around and make them interchangeable on defense. So if they can do that and get a couple of turnovers, I think um, we have a really good shot of winning this game. Hey, man, great call. I, I agree with just about everything you said, man. All right. Again, man, enjoy, enjoy your day, man. Um, I keep on listening, and um, I'll take care. Thank you, brother. Scorpio gang, appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this, this, this lineup right here, this gentleman was talking about moving Osa out to defense and moving Micah around, Randy. Now, now, I'm not saying do this every play, right? I'm not saying do this all the time. But I watched the Cleveland Browns move guys around, send their safety, send a corner, send their linebackers from different areas, play games up front, and that Vikings offensive line just could not handle it. They just could not deal with it. And I think you can see, you will see something like this from Dan Quinn. He sees it. He sees what's going on on film. And I, I just got to give a, a, a real big shout out to Dan Quinn because it's about adapting, right? It's about becoming better, not just in coaching, but in life. Like you, you always want to be better. You always need to take a step back sometimes if you're at a point in life where you're like, okay, this isn't working out. What is or how can I get better? And Dan Quinn was not lip service. Right, Dan Quinn stepped back, said, All right, man. I know as a head coach, I can't do everything. I tried to call the defensive plays, it didn't work out. This is what didn't work out in Atlanta. This is what worked out. This is what didn't work out in Seattle. This is what worked out. And we're in 2021 now, so he's adapted to the times. He is no longer Abe's gonna run cover three, send four. You don't know what you're gonna get with Dan Quinn, and I think it is catching teams by surprise. Even when you go look at the film and you say, all right, we got some tape on Dan Quinn. He's getting guys back every week, every other week that he can throw in as a chess piece. Just when you think, all right, I got you, Javon Curse. Donovan Wilson comes in. Ah, I, I got you, Mike Parsons. D-Law is going to come back. I got you, Osa. Neville's here, right? I got you, Anthony Brown. Kelvin Joseph comes back. So he's getting all these pieces that he seems to be seamlessly fitting into this multiple defense, and it's a beautiful thing to see. So uh, shout-out to Dan Quinn and, and all the defensive staff, really. Aiden Durde, our mate, and um, who's the other cat? Joe Witt Jr. Joe Witt Jr. too. Grand Poppy or Grande Poppy says this is the best urban, the Brent Urban game. I don't know if we'll see a Brent Urban game, Grande. That's not saying Urban's bad. It's just that, and let me bring that up real quick. Boom. It's not that Urban's bad. It's just that his role is is a little bit different than it was in Chicago. In Chicago, he was allowed to make plays a little bit. I really do think his role now is all about taking up as much room as he can to keep these linebackers free and flowing. Uh, 813, what it is, what it do. Man, this is Wayne. Good morning. Good morning, Cowboy Wayne. Nation. Good morning, uh, and uh, happy birthday to you, man. May Thank God you, man. bless you always, brother. Thank you, brother. Listen, um, I got a few stick things I got to say. Uh, we played them last year with that lousy defense, right? Sure. Yep. And we beat them. Whooped on. And uh, they basically yeah, have. Them. Yeah. Huh? I would say we whooped on them. We kind of whooped on them, but yeah. Yeah, we whooped on. Yeah. Well, we still beat them anyhow. Right. But. Uh, and so this is a whole new, this way better defensive front that we have now. So 
and they basically have eh, basically the same team, sure. except the, the the tight end. So I, I mean, the the one thing I know we have to stop is Delvin Cook. But the other thing is that that screen pass they like to throw them, and we shut that down. We're good to go. And it's the same. We ran at them. I think Zeke had a very good game that, uh, that Zeke, particular day. Zeke and Pollard. Yeah. Both had a really good game. Yeah, Zeke and Pollard. So, they, so that's the other thing. Uh, yeah, the Minnesota is a good – they had a decent team. But their offense to me is not all that. All, their defense to me is not all that. And we can score a lot of points on them. But uh, this defensive line, uh, what we have, I think it's – I mean, it's – like night and day it's from deep. last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree that Gifford should get cut into uh, LVE time because uh, LVE, I don't know what happened to that guy, man. Yeah, the guy yeah. just disappeared from his rookie season. And, I mean, I feel bad for the cat, but, man, I, I can't tell you just drop off like that. Woo. Yeah, he, he looks but, he looks very sluggish. Yeah, so I'm hoping, uh, I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm hoping that, Gallup and um, Bossman come back for this game. I don't know that we'll get Gallup. I don't think we'll get Gallup this week. But keep your eye on Kelvin Joseph. Again, we'll know more tomorrow and Thursday. Uh, This will be the second week that Kelvin Joseph will have been back at practice. So I I could see it. In fact, I I might do it because A.B. finna get tested this week. Yeah. Uh, The the other key opponent for us is we need to see by either tomorrow or Thursday how Dak is. And uh, if Dak is good to go, thumbs up, both thumbs, then that's a wrap. We got to beat Minnesota. Read between the lines. It, to me, it sounds like Dak's cool. Dak made a joke yesterday. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, he's, he, was cheering, he was cheering on, uh, I believe it was the nutritionist running or what have you, and he shouted across yeah. the, the, the field to a reporter, if I gave y'all an interview today – You'd have nothing to talk about for the rest of the week. So that's two times go. in a row now. Know. He's saying, "Listen, right, I'm right, good, right. you know, but I'm gonna let y'all have something to talk about." Yeah, of course. Well, uh, well, hey, yeah, Dak knows how to play the media. Man. He he does. You know, he absolutely sure. does. Yeah, hey, you know, he's a smart cat, man. I don't care all these dummies say all these pundits who. Well, I I don't even listen to that many. I deal with you guys. So you've watched. Homes and guys like who know what we're talking about. Thank guys you. just say things to say things just to get clicks. But hey, man, like always, keep up the great work and God bless. Thank you, Wayne. Great call, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Do me a favor on my birthday, man. Hit that like button. Share this thing to your friends, family, and folk. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. That's all I'm asking for on the B Day. The like, the sharing, the subscribing will help continue to grow this thing. We are very, very close to hitting 13,000 subscribers. It's kind of crazy to see. For the OGs, y'all know there's two channels. To think that we're essentially at roughly 30,000, technically over two channels. But, man, I'm I'm very grateful to you guys. So let's continue to grow this thing. Let's hit 15K before the season's out. That would be awesome, right? That'd be awesome. I might give me a subscriber count somewhere around here and, and see it roll as we do these shows. But, um, hey, and also, we are back this week. We are back at Texas Live. Got my guy B-Bird on the, on, on the horn here. B 
Bird was there at Texas Live. But if you have not been to Texas Live, you need to get to Texas Live. Maybe I get your juices flowing a little bit. Um, or you need to watch. If you're not going to be there, you need to watch. Let me get your juices flowing a little bit about Texas Live, the game day lives with A to Z Sports, myself and Jesse Allen. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh, my goodness. We beat the brakes off y'all. Whoop that shrimp. Got to be there, man. Got to be there. Be Bert. What's up, OJ? What's happening, Scott? Happy birthday to you, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, good brother. I appreciate that. A whole, whole lot coming from you. Yeah, I just seen you grow up in front of my very own eyes, right, man. Right, right. You, know, you basically uh, have. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, one thing, man, Um, I don't know if it's my YouTube, but I, I didn't see the Super Chat function. I, I didn't check in when you first started. So, you know, something happened to it? Uh, let me go, go look at it here, man. Let me go take a look while, while you're on the phone here. I'll go take a look. Okay. So what I was going to say, um, is one thing I I, I liked your approach to, uh, Minnesota. Uh, the Vikings are a very balanced team. I mean, you know, (laughs) they're as close to, they're kind of a knockoff, uh, how do you want it type version of us? <laughs> uh, they can run it and they can throw it, man. But um, so they Ja Rule. Yeah, they're knockoff. They're not as good. They're not as good as us. But you know, if you go to dollar store or whatever, and you want to pick up something, I mean, that would be kind of like it. That would that's where you would, that would be the Vikings. But um, so we we are you know for our defense, it is uh, you're you're pushing the right right way. I mean, we are a dangerous team. And um, the thing about it is Kirk Cousins. Um, like a lot of people poo poo Kirk Cousins, but the thing about it is what I what I describe him as is a prolific passer, which means that he does not have the intangibles of a Brady or a Dak or anything like that as far as leadership or whatever. But he can fling the rock. And so the thing about it is you're saying, would it be strange to see Kirk Cousins in a stat game where you see he throws for three hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns? No, it wouldn't be strange. It would be strange for him to throw for hundred and eighty yards and four interceptions. No, it wouldn't be strange. So the thing about it is he can get hot, um, and he has the weapons to get hot with. So it is something that um that you know, we that, that bears watching, man. So I, I do agree that, you know, we gotta approach this game. Uh, you know, uh, with some caution, you know, as far as uh, what they can do. No, I, I listen, it's one of those things where the fact that I do this as a fan, but also as trying to break down things, I don't want to call myself an analyst, but I, I put the work into research and you have to respect this team. You, if you're going into yeah. this game as a fan, you're allowed to go into this game saying, oh, screw them. We're going to blow everybody out, whatever. But I, I, I would, I would hope that the Cowboys players are not coming into this game like, yeah, five-game winning streak. Ain't nobody worrying about Kirk Cousins. Ain't nobody. No, 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 no. Go out there and do your damn job at a high level because if you don't, they have the necessary weapons, and that quarterback, like you said, can sling the rock. Yeah, and and, and the thing about it is I like our approach because I think we've, uh, we haven't had a game where I feel like we've underperformed this year. Even the one that we lost, you know, I think that we performed well, but Tampa Bay just won the game. So we, we haven't given a game away yet. No. Now, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this before, uh, and this will be my last thing, and I, you can comment on it. Um, 
Kelvin Joseph, a lot of people are talking about him coming back. What a couple of things have I seen uh, in preseason, I had high hopes for him because of draft. I listened to all you guys in draft. And I'm not – this is not going forward. This is just for this year. Um, you know, Larry Brown to me – I mean, not Larry Brown. Um, uh, Anthony Brown, actually, you know, he, yeah, he's, he didn't – Kelvin Joseph didn't play better than him in no. preseason. And he didn't yeah. do anything to – he didn't do anything to say that he should be the starter. So – you're talking about a guy that's been on a – I think he's been out for a hamstring that's been out for the whole year coming back. To me, I think this year may be a wash for him. Ooh, I just don't see a way that he can come in. B-Bird, you in my that? head, B-Bird, because one of the questions I meant to ask uh, Michael Gelkin was, when will we see Kelvin Joseph? A, it was a twofold question. And B, does it even matter at this point? Right, like, is this a will this be a red shirt year by default for Kelvin Joseph B. Burt because of the way Anthony Brown is playing? Yeah, and I, I really, I think, I think Anthony Brown. I, I made a comparison to Larry Brown, um, him being not the corner but the other corner, and you know we're going to compare him to um, Diggs on the other side. But you know, to be honest with you, I always tell you with more information, the guy's been playing better. And when you start looking at it, I don't know what uh, a guy come, a rookie coming off of uh, not playing a down is going to do for us for the rest of the year. I really think what we need to do is, yeah, he get healthy, make him active. But if, if, if uh, Anthony Brown continues to play the way he is, I think he he earns that spot and he stays there. And I'm a, I'm gonna get off the horn, man. And uh, if your chat come back up, I'm gonna hook you up for, for a birthday, man. I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, I try. I just tried to mess with it a little bit. Just just let me know in the chat if if it comes up for you, man. All right, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Anthony Brown is very interesting, and, and, and I'm gonna be real. I talked about this with a previous caller. I think this stretch that we're about to go on. Let me pull up the schedule real quick, real fast. Let me hurry up, pull up the schedule. This stretch that we're about to go on. Minnesota, the uh, Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Falcons. All possess quarterbacks and passing games that can get the job done. I don't even need to see the schedule. I think that was it. And Anthony Brown has his confidence has been built over this last four, over these last three and a half, four games. The only game that they went up against something like that was was Justin Herbert. He didn't have a terrible game in that game. I mean, a bad tackle, but nonetheless. Wasn't like he got torched like he did in week one. Man, and, and, and we talked about, do I trust him? I trust him as far as I can see him. Well, about to find out just how much we trust AB this year. Uh, it, it's going to be a, whew, he got, he got some, he got a gauntlet coming. I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and that's why I would like to see Kelvin Joseph come back. Uh, not just this game, but in case AB reverts to that AB, all right, buddy, now let's swap you out or let's move you into the slot or, or move Jordan Lewis out there. But I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to be as confident as, as, as uh, Anthony Brown has been over the last few weeks, but I don't know y'all big test this week. Big, big test. There we go. Appreciate you. The super chat is back up. Super chat. Appreciate you B bird. Uh, I believe my guy, yeah, Stevie. Stevie Mac has also been dropping the Cash App and PayPal. If you guys want to do that as well, you can. I, you know me. I don't. I don't ask for none of these things. But if you want to, I will. I appreciate that as well, man. So, 
But yeah, back to back to the AB discussion. It, it's a very interesting discussion because how how much do you trust them in you know right now? Scale to one to ten, I'm on like a six and a half. He playing better though, so I'm gonna give him that. I'm gonna give him that. He playing better. Uh, CJ says we gotta stop talking about last year, the last year game. This is a new team. Yesterday's price is not today's price. What you what you say, CJ? Yesterday's price mm-hmm. is not today's price. Mm-mm. Yesterday's price is not today's price. He's right. He's absolutely right. Both ways. Both ways. This team and the Vikings team are different. Um, so you got to go into this game really not, like CJ said, not thinking about 2020. It's fun to think about, right? Like Zeke went off, TP went off, Lamb went off. Lamb had that that Moss in the end zone. It's great. Different team, both both sides, different teams. We don't want to talk about it because we whooped on them, but their defense was a lot of injuries, a whole lot of injuries. Did you see, what's the guy's name? Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin came out and he said, I can't wait. Now listen, Everson. You were here in Dallas for, as my guy Law says, for a cup of coffee. There really shouldn't be that much animosity. In fact, the Cowboys did you a favor by trading you. The season was over. There was a coach that didn't like you. There was a scheme that didn't fit. But you know what? Hey, it's the mob mentality, I guess. You find something to, to, to key in on, to motivate you to play the next week. But come on. Uh, appreciate you, Professor O, for the donation on the on the uh, cash app, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, dog. Tomorrow, Professor O's obscured stat of the week. Right? Al Capone says, Al Capone D on YouTube says, Skywalker Steel is a prolific Dallas Cowboys reporter. Thank you, sir. Not a reporter, but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> I appreciate it. Now, when the, now, listen, if they give me the credentials, you know, talk about this a lot I respect the hell out of these reporters but if I get a credential I'm gonna be asking a lot of questions they don't like to ask so we'll see uh fresh said Tyron I'm agree with you Tyron will shut him down absolutely it's Daniil Hunter guys is Daniil Hunter available I know he was out last year I think he is I think he's playing Daniil Hunter is the guy and we'll talk about this tomorrow maybe we're teasing a little bit on the way out Daniil Hunter, Eric Kendricks, those guys are playmakers. Those guys can 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 change the game. Game changers is what we'll call them. Xavier is, oh, yeah, that's right. Now, if there's anybody, if there's anybody, chat, and I'm going to get to you, Los, it's this guy right here. What's Xavier Woods saying? Xavier Woods, if he wants to come out and talk mess and, and, and say, yeah, I got a chip on my shoulder about this franchise, da 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 Yeah, he's won. So what? Shouldn't have been over here playing at 75% and talking about, yeah, you know, it's not realistic. You know, we don't, we don't really play 100% every snap. Excuse me, sir. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Los, what's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. How's your morning? Man, Here it's I work, so I'll, 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 I'll be quick. Uh, man, I'm ready for this game on Sunday. 
Uh, one key matchup I am ready to watch for is how they're going to cover Adam Thielen and hold Dalvin Cook. So I think the key recipe to win this game is if we can hold Adam Thielen to at least, I'm going to say, if, we're, if, if he's close to 90 or 100 yards and Dalvin Cook's at least to 70 or 60, so like around 160 yards combined with them so both, like we have this in the bag because there's no other threats that I see that can, you know, oh. basically take it home. But what about Justin Jefferson? Oh, oh. Um, I think Justin, he's a wild card. You know, it, it depends if, they're, if the coaching staff is going to use him, you know. But, you know, that, then, then again, this is what we're going to scheme for. So, I mean, that's, that's, my, that's my matchup. And I will say this, though. I want Trayvon Diggs to follow Adam Thielen all game. That's it. I wouldn't right be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad at that. I think. I think they're both capable of, of tearing you up. Yep. Uh, Justin is the more explosive guy, but but Adam Thielen is is his, his trusted go to. Uh, but don't man, listen. I don't, I don't know if you watch much of Justin Jefferson, brother man, but Jefferson is a cannon. <laughs> and then I mean, as, as always, we just got to get to the quarterback, and we'll be good, man. Yeah. That's for yeah. Randery. Yep. I'll leave you at that, man. Have a good day. Thanks, brother. Here's the thing about stopping Dalvin Cook. It be it might be one of those things we talk about. It seems like every week, uh, the Cowboys' offense is going to put pressure on the opposing team's offense. And when we talk about that tomorrow, it'll have its effect domino effect to the Kirk Cousins Vikings offense. Right? If the Cowboys can get up, if the Cowboys can make you become one dimensional by being up 10, 13, 17 points, Dalvin Cook becomes obsolete he's eliminated look what the cowboys did to the eagles ran the ball like two times so i think if the if if the dallas offense puts the pressure on the vikings offense it'll eliminate dalvin cook in the run game but if they want to harp on that run game we're going to need our guys we're going to need that front and i think osa i think randy i think micah could have major major games this week because their interior is not good it's not it's just going to be about if Clint, I believe his name, Clint Kubiak, can out-scheme Dan Quinn. I missed a couple things here. The Eagles are trash. A member, a Pro Bowl member, he just joined here. He says, happy birthday, brother. Your content is always on point. We appreciate your hard work. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. A couple other super chats. Forever Runaway. Super chat. Says, Brown has only been doing good against subpar QBs. Since playing against an elite QB week one, we all saw what happened to him. Um, That's the thing, right? That's why I said Brown this week and for a long, for the next like month is going to be tested. And then Miss Parsons, Miss Sharice is what I call her. How are you, Miss Sharice? Good morning. Appreciate you. If you guys don't know, this is Micah's mother, who is a supporter of the channel and also from the 717. A lot of 717 love today. With the donation. Super chat. She says, happy birthday, Will. Have a blessed day. Team Scorpio. That's right. Scorpio gang is in the building today. Appreciate it, Mama Parsons. You enjoy the rest of your day today, too. And I think I think Mike are going to kill it this week, man. I do. I do. I would like to see him come up the middle a little bit. You know, everybody want to put him at DE, but I want to see him up the middle. I want to see him terrorize that interior. Because if you look at the interior of that line, man, you go off of... PFF, if you want to go off grades, which I'm not, I watched the tape. Nobody is ranked above 30th on the interior. No one. So I would love to see them attack the center. Uh, I believe his name is Bradbury with Micah, with Osa. And please, can we 
they see Jabril Cox? See, that's the question I would ask. Hey, uh, Dan, when are we going to see the two young studs, Michael Parsons and Jabril Cox? Yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting. But, man, it's always a blessing to have Mama Parsons in here. Always a blessing. I appreciate that. Uh, Tino says, did the Pats expose us? I would, no. Tino, we've been talking about it all year, right? Like, the run defense, the reason why the run defense, in my opinion, is so much better is because, a few things, but the offense is putting pressure on the opposing offense to stop running, one. And two, when Micah plays middle linebacker, he has a major impact against the run. When he doesn't, they don't just they just won't run towards him. They'll run up the middle or something like that. Um, Jalen and LVE were very mid against the running game, but I think Bohan, I think Urban are doing their job. We saw Carlos Watkins. It's better talent this year up front. It's a better coordinator. It's a better scheme, right? But if a team really wants to harp on the run and the offense is not going to put the pressure on them to stop running. I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, and this week, we could see that. Go listen to any of, almost called them Brad Childress, showing my age. If you want to talk about how old I am, <laughs> any of Mike Zimmer's press conferences or anything like that, he is very keen on running the rock. Very keen. Uh, wow, we are getting showered here. Um, Super chat. Brian Gaines with the 999 donation. Appreciate you, brother. He says, happy birthday, bro. CD will act up this week. He wants to show that he is better than Jefferson. He is. Kelvin needs to play time, play time regardless. Have to get him up to speed somehow. Yeah, that's the tricky thing. Where you put him? Where do you put him? Where do you put him? Yeah, CD would have won. Uh, I think he would have won rookie of the year last year if, if Dak kept playing. Almost had a thousand yards with four different quarterbacks. Uh, Greg McNeil. Super chat. Thank you, good brother. Yeah, Scorpio to Scorpio. Happy birthday, Will. Thank you. Scorpio gang is dead. I didn't realize the Scorpio gang was very deep up in here. I'm very proud of being a Scorpio. Very proud. Later today, we're going to Knife Steakhouse for my birthday. If, you know, if you're in the Dallas area, you, you might know what Knife Steakhouse is. We'll be there. Um, Al Capone says Everson Griffin is coming for Dak. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Gotti, baby, with the donation. Super chat. He says, happy G-Day. Enjoy your birthday, my dude. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that a whole lot, man. Appreciate all this love. Y'all Y'all are awesome. Y'all are awesome, for real. Hey, 351-999-3787. I'll give it a few more minutes here. If we don't have any more callers, we'll go ahead and wrap up this show and get ready for tomorrow. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Look, Professor, let's talk about that real quick. We, we keep talking about... Everson Griffin coming back, Xavier Woods coming back. We forget J. Ron Curse was a part of this Minnesota Vikings team. All right? J. Ron Curse got something to prove. I would love to see a Donovan Wilson type game against his former team. And what I mean is, if you guys remember, you want to look at this picture down here in the bottom, my bottom left. I'm not sure about you guys. Um, where he tore up. Dalvin Cook. And not only did he tear up Dalvin Cook, he created a sack fumble against Kirk Cousins, too. So I would love to see Curse kind of feast on that offense. 
I would. Uh, thank you, Miss Charlene. Appreciate that. One of our sponsors of the show, we like to say. <laughs> One of our sponsors. But all right, man. Listen, we're going to wrap it up. Before I do, let me drop this ad one more time because y'all, listen, y'all got to get there. Y'all got to get there. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh, my goodness. We beat the brakes off y'all. Whoop that trick. I promise y'all, if y'all were there that day he said that, it was wild. Some of y'all seen it on the uh, it on the post-game show. These opposing fans, man, they're a little bit, and they, they get real. They, th- they think because they see the lights and they see the, the equipment, you know, they see the A to Z, they think it's sweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep thinking it's sweet. Keep think- How do you think it's sweet? You in Cowboys country. I don't get that. I don't get that. But all right, guys, awesome show, awesome birthday stream. I was excited to get this show today because this is the second time I think I streamed on birthday. Last year we did it as well on the previous channel. Was it on the previous channel? I can't remember. Nonetheless, man, y'all were y'all were awesome today. Y'all were awesome. So continue to keep on supporting on the way out. Hit that like button if you can. Please share this thing if you can. And subscribe if you haven't. With that said, got to press this button. Amen. <laughs> Chill out, bro. That's not my 19th birthday. I'm never going to tell y'all my age. Just let y'all just wilt in mystery. Hey, thank you for the love. Thank you for the donations. All the callers. Really, really appreciate that. Sunday got a surprise for y'all. Sunday, man. Got a surprise. The Cash App, Stevie Mac, will be dropping that, man. Love y'all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know, before we get out of here, I, I, I got to do this one more time. Rolex work. Woo! Diamond ring work. Woo! Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheeling, dealing. Woo! Limousine ride. Woo! Jet flying. Woo! Can I get two claps and a Ric Flair for that? Can I give you two claps and a Ric Flair? Woo! Now we out, baby. Peace. I want me some glory hope.